Welcome to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dane, the clean approach to building your successful business. Now, let's introduce Tom Borg and Dr. Dave Miles. Welcome to Business Smarts Radio with Tom and Dr. Dave, where we bring you the clean approach to building your successful business. And when we're talking about clean, we are not talking about spick and span and dust mops. This podcast is all about the acronym CLEAN. We're all about communication, leadership, engagement. And no drama. And no drama. Absolutely. So today we're going to start a new series on the three I's of EQ. The three I's of EQ, we're talking about identify, illustrate, and implement. So that's what we're going to be covering in this next six-part series. The three I's of EQ. Identify, illustrate, and implement. So the first three... We're going to talk about the five components of EQ. There are five different components to EQ. Then we're going to talk about two ways to better visualize how to use it. Then we're going to talk about three action items and how you can implement it for you and your business and really get the most out of what you've learned and most out of learning about emotional intelligence. So the very first one we are going to cover today is self-awareness. And we're going to be doing these in order. So they go, the five components of Emotional intelligence are self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, social awareness, and social regulation. And we're going to weave it in a pattern to where one leads into the other. If you have one, you have to have, and they're building blocks. And so that's how we're going to kind of approach this today. So Tom, talk a little bit about self-awareness and really why is it important and uh, what people can can hope to learn from the, uh, from the series, the three eyes of EQ. Well, Dave, once again, when we start to talk about emotional intelligence, we're talking about that iceberg. And the iceberg that's you can see above the water, that those are things like behaviors. But when you start to get into below the surface, now we're talking about emotional quotient. So when we talk about self-awareness, yes, we've got to know ourselves, understand ourselves, and just what is it that we're able to process in our brains when it comes to being emotionally aware, at least for in terms of ourselves our okay. own emotions. So this is critical because if we don't understand ourselves, how can we expect to understand other people? So that's one of the first things we want to look at. It's very true. And that's one of the reasons they go in order we, you know, from self-awareness to then self-regulation to then motivation and then social awareness and then finally social regulation. Mm-hmm. So like that, today we're going to start at the very beginning and talk about self-awareness. Yes. So one of the things that I looked at is if if you're not aware of your emotions and how they impact others and the other emotional intelligence skills that we talked about, they're kind of difficult. I mean, if you really are not aware of yourself and how your emotions impact you, how are you going to regulate them if you're not mm-hmm. even aware of them? Uh, David, I guess a good way to look at this is what, what are some of the triggers we have inside of us? So let's say, for instance, you're a leader of your organization. You're in a meeting. Somebody says something, and all of a sudden, you get very defensive. So there's some kind of an emotional charge that has been brought up within your own brain, and now you're reacting. See, if you're not aware, you're reacting at that point of how right. you're coming across to these individuals. And if you're like a lot of, like most companies that are out there, when the person that's in charge speaks, most people will not question or will not want to intimidate or stop that individual from, from their emotional expression, which might be pretty negative. Right. I mean, that's, and you're right. When you talk about triggers, uh, if, you're, if you're just not aware of how your emotions and you're reacting to them, mm-hmm. it's, it's virtually impossible to regulate them. 
we talked about this on a previous podcast, uh, a great book from Marshall Goldsmith, and I would recommend it to anybody. It's called Triggers. Uh-huh. And it's very similar to Martin Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. It just looks at things different ways. Uh, what they're looking at, Marshall Goldsmith talks about in this book, Triggers, is there's always some kind of, well, obviously a trigger, hence the name of the book, but then that's the emotion. And then, and then there's this basically a split second reaction. Uh-huh. And what becoming aware, and this ties into the self-awareness, what Dr. Goldsmith is talking about is if you can come become aware of that trigger, it's not going to make it go away. It's not going to make you any less angry. It's not going to make you any less want to, you know, <laughs> choke somebody when they when they're making you mad or whatever, you know, kind of whatever you want to do. What it does is it buys you space. Just that instant of time that you're aware of it, split second, half second, full second, just that little bit of time that now you're aware, guess what? Instead of immediately reacting, that little bit of time buys you some space for your prefrontal cortex to to step in and be like, hey, 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 stop, 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 stop. I want to choose how I react to this. Mm -hmm. I still might get upset. Heart still might raise. Blood pressure might get up. Still might get red in the face. But let me, at least I can make a conscious decision that I want to do something different and not just immediately react emotionally. Exactly. And Dave, in some cases, it could be a perfect opportunity for that individual to apologize for maybe overreacting and being able to just get a grip on themselves and be able to be transparent. People want to know that you've got feelings and that you're trying to do the best for everybody that's involved and to stop and be honest with that person. You know, I'm sorry if I if I overreacted to that statement that you just made. So that's a form of emotional intelligence. Right. And, a lot, and, I said, and even better, if you can get to the point where, especially when it goes into the self-regulation, mm-hmm. if you can identify it, you're aware of it, and you have that just enough of a space where yes. you don't overreact. Exactly. And that's where the real goal is. But even a couple of things that I wanted to take a look at and cover, yes. we talked about you know, how tuned in on you, how tuned in are you with your own emotional temperature? Now, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it at the, at the end when we're talking about identifying. Um, we're going to give an analogy on emotional mm-hmm. temperature and some different things. So that'll make a lot more sense, but just in general, how in tune are you with your emotions? And if you think about a way, how do they affect others? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of ways that they do affect others. So, I mean, and that's, you, you can ask yourself some of these questions. I think that would be really good to figure out, you know, how can you be more aware of your mood and, and the emotions that affect your decision-making because it does your emotions have a big impact on the way you make your decisions. Yes. So uh, I'd like to get into a little bit of at least a a more more definition. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to our listeners a little bit about more what it is. And we'll get some uh, questions at the very end on what you could, some things you can do to improve your level of self-awareness. So as a definition, we're talking about self-awareness. And this is all based on... um, Daniel Goldman's model of emotional intelligence from his multiple books on this. Definitely a, a great resource to read as well on emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. But he talked about self-awareness is specifically the ability to recognize and to understand your moods, your emotions, and your drives. That's it. Your ability to recognize and understand your moods, your emotions, and your drives. And so people that have mastered EQ, and I don't know have we ever really mastered it, but on that road, to master it. you know, they've got the self-aware, what they can observe the linkage between their thoughts and their feelings. 
they have that space they've kind of purchased because of the becoming aware that where they can deliberately choose how they want to react when something triggers them. And so, you know, you can take the thoughts in it and you really look at it in a form of what's your attitudes, what's your beliefs, what's your expectations. And you can really create the context of how that thing that triggered you emotionally can affect your experience mm -hmm. and how you react to other people. What are your thoughts? So that's right on the money there, Dave. So the idea there is when we're able to start to recognize what are some of those triggers, like we mentioned a moment ago, that you can have a little bit of a dialogue within your own mind. So, okay, now wait a second. So this is something that I'm, I've got some strong feelings about. Now, how might be the best way to understand what's going on here and what, what might be some things I can use to respond in this situation. So in other words, it's kind of giving yourself a little quiet time within your own brain to be able to identify what's going on and to let your, your rational side of your, yourself come to some type of uh, a solution of how you're going to respond. This is, I think, what's critical. So it's the self-awareness. You got to have that awareness first before we can actually respond to other people. And that will come more in detail when we start talking about the social regulation and how we actually respond to other people. But that's one, one place to start with it, I believe. No, that's true. And, and one thing that for everybody to remember is that emotions always precede actions. It's not yes. the other way around. So if you're happy, you'll smile. Mm -hmm. And granted, there's, you know, if you just, oh, I'm not in a good mood, but you just kind of smile, smile, smile. I mean, how long can you hold a smile on your face before you're like, okay, I give up. You know, maybe you'll start to de-escalate you if you're, uh, if you're upset or you're angry. Mm -hmm. But it's typically not the other way around. You don't just smile once, like, eh, and now all of a sudden, oh man, I'm happy. No, but if you're really happy, then you just kind of smile the reaction. So a lot of things, if you think about the emotions precede your actions. And so when you can kind of get a better control over your emotions and your emotional reaction, you know, the better you're able to act, the better you're able to, uh, to decide and make great decisions on what you're doing, you know, and just be more productive and more efficient. Mm -hmm. I think a good example for that, Dave, let's say, friend, you're in a meeting and a discussion is going on and there's something that comes up that is somewhat controversial. So your first or initial response might be to blurt out something that's somewhat threatening or somewhat right. intimidating. So if you stop, you think about that for a moment. And like you just said, you know, you, you have to have that emotion first. You understand your position, what your responsibilities are, what the ultimate goal is for your team. Well, to rethink your response and how it's going to have an effect on the overall team and help that your organization reach a certain goal, that in itself can be the motivation in your own mind to respond in a way that's going to be more positive and more productive. So that's that emotion getting kind of getting right on the bicycle, balanced on the bicycle so that you can move forward in a balanced way. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you hundred percent. And one of the things, one of the books that we uh, were researching gave a couple of examples and I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Talks about, you've got a, a couple of guys in the park and you got one guy that falls down and basically just, cuts his arm, scrapes his arm. He's in pain. Don't get me wrong. It hurts. And then you got a guy, you know, falls down and ends up, you know, breaking his arm. Well, you know, if you've broken your arm before and now see both guys fall down and cut themselves. Okay. Well, the guy who's broken his arm before, he's been in a tremendous amount more pain, you know, that, all right, I cut myself, I'm bleeding. All right, whatever. Not a big deal. The one that's never done any of that before. 
initially, oh my God, it's the end of the world. It's like a paper cut. You know, you just, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Well, the point ended up being the ones who have actually had the more experiences in life and been through a lot can realize, you know what? I've been through this before. This isn't the end of the world. You know, we'll get through this and we'll be fine on the other end. And so that's why when you talk about emotional intelligence, a lot of times, folks, when you we steer away from this to a certain degree in hiring, because it kind of skews to folks that have more experience. Because mm-hmm. as you have more experience in life, you become more self-aware. And with that self-awareness, then you're able to emotionally regulate a little bit better, mainly because you're like, okay, I've, I've done this before. World didn't end. Okay, same things happened again. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be okay. Right. And Dave, to add to that, so that's the key here. We want our listeners to remember your emotional intelligence can be improved. So yes, in some ways people have had experience are a little bit older. They may have a little more emotional uh, intelligence, but the fact is once we're able to identify areas where we need to get better to grow in emotional intelligence, there are some exercises, which we'll talk about that'll help you develop your emotional uh, intelligence faster and easier. Well, absolutely. Well, and it's, um, you know, one of the things that I think it's fair to say that, you know, people that have had more challenging experiences in life are probably better prepared than those who have had less challenging experience, just because like you, we were mentioning, you can, you can, you know, you can scale the gravity of the situation. And you know that a lot of times our experiences are, are relative. I mean, mm-hmm. what's overly traumatic for me may be like eh, for you, you know, mm-hmm. we react to things a little bit differently, but uh, I think typically our, our inner self our inner dialogue, what's going through our own mind, it tends to skew negative, you mm-hmm. know, being honest. And, you know, if you're aware of that, you can kind of tamp down some of that negative self-talk when it gets to that point. Yes. Okay. So uh, are we ready to move to some of the questions we could be I asking? Think so. There's, um, I'm going to give you three things to improve your self-awareness. But before then, like I said, there's a couple of questions that you might want to ask yourself too. You think of, you know, think about a time when you didn't realize you were upset as you might have appeared. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I sometimes you real realize how you're coming across to other people. That's mm-hmm. that, that's a big deal. You know, yes. think of some ways or how do your emotions affect others? That's a good mm-hmm. question to ask, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in tune with your moods and your emotions to kind of you know, nice thing to find? And how do you um think about humor? Humor is a good one to put in there. So how often do you kind of laugh at your own expense? You know, uh mm-hmm. You find humor in some of your own shortcomings. And then, you know, would you be a little bit more aware of your moods and your emotions and how they affect your decision-making? Can you, if you put those two together and figure out how well you're able to make good, solid decisions when you're upset versus when you're not? Um, I mean, it's, we talked about it on the podcast that it takes up to four hours to get completely back in control over a, having a negative circumstance. Mm-hmm. Right. If somebody cuts you off in traffic and almost runs you off the road, you come to work and you're just wound up. It takes a little bit to kind of get down from that. You have one more of those experiences when you're at work. You know, a boss, a coworker, a colleague, a vendor, oh, yes. mm-hmm. client. And you know what? That could be your whole eight hour day shot. Uh, that's right. Absolutely. That's right. I mean, that, and that gets expensive over mm-hmm. time. You talk about a whole organization. Exactly. And that's where you have that emotional intelligence being so important because otherwise we're allowing ourselves to be derailed 
for an extensive period of time. And with one emotional experience after the next that's negative, it can completely disrupt that person's productivity for an entire day. Exactly. And that's why we talk about it's not only the more higher you go in an organization, the more important emotional intelligence is. I think we talked about Dr. Travis Bradbury, uh, some of his research, right? It's 90% of the difference between standard performers and high performers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is high levels of the EQ. And that just was amazing to me that that makes the difference because if you get triggered and you lose a couple of hours like that versus it just rolls off like water off a duck's back, you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be more productive? Who's going to achieve more? Who's going to be the high performer? You bet. Who's going to be more respected? Who's going to be more respected in that organization? Exactly. So three things you can do to improve your self-awareness. Ask mm-hmm. yourself these three things. Okay. When you get to a situation, one, what am I experiencing right now? Mm-hmm. Just think about it, you know, absorb it. Number two, why am I experiencing that? What's making you upset? Why does that thing upset you? Why does it, when you're running a meeting and somebody pulls out their phone and starts looking at the phone, why do you just lose your mind when that happens? Mm-hmm. Is it because you, you know, the disrespect, they're not paying attention, but you know, what kind of a little bit deeper, think two or three levels deeper and why that really upsets you. And then the third thing is how is it impacting me and my ability to perform? Because really when it comes down to it, it's all, it's, it's about performance and it's about, you know, getting things done. And so what am I experiencing right now? Why am I experiencing that? And then how is it impacting me and my ability to perform? So those are three things that you can do to improve your self-awareness. Absolutely. So if you ask those questions in that order, it's going to cause us to slow down, stop and think. And now we're going to just be, be that much more aware of what our next step or next response should be. It just, it just gives us a chance to put on the brakes and put it in neutral for a couple of moments and then be prepared to move forward in an in a intelligent way. Exactly. Like Dr. Goldsmith says, you, the whole goal of increasing your self-awareness and learning about this is to get that little bit of a gap in between what the trigger and the response. Mm-hmm. That way you can put your cognitive processes into place that you can actually make a rational decision and not just a simple reaction. Right. So what do, you have, what do you have last things for our, last things- for our listeners? Thank you. So one of the main things we want to take away from this today is it's not an overnight thing. This is something you, it's a process you want to become aware of, start working on. And it's like any sport or skill that you've developed in your own lifetime. It takes a while to develop the skill sets. And then the longer you do it, the better you get at it. And so remember, we're talking about today's self-awareness and self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand Mm -hmm. your moods, your emotions, and your drives. And so self-awareness is the first component And honestly, it's the first step towards self-regulation. And that's going to be in our next episode. We're going to talk about self-regulation. So until next time, get some books. Daniel Goleman, Marshall Goldsmith. There's some great books out there. Start educating yourself on this. And we will talk to you at our next next episode of Business Smarts Radio. Take care.